0: Life Audio.
1: The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or
0: Facebook. Are you ready?
1: All right. I'm pumped tonight. You guys are hearing from the Philippines. We are in Tagatai, Philippines at Calvary Chapel. Uh, We were here with uh, Pastor uh, Tony Reyes, and then we have... Uh, Jaris Hodges out from Calvary Chapel, uh, St. Pete, Florida. He also runs a Zeal School of Ministry out there and a Whosoever ambassador. And we've been here touring uh, for the last, I think about close to seven days now. And today we want to just kind of do a little recap on the tour and talk about what's been going on within the uh, Filipino culture here over the last couple years and our experience of Going into the public school systems and just kind of talking about the response and what we've been seeing with the students, what they're going through and how um, screen time, how the culture um, that is global, that they're watching these screen times and they're watching the same bands we're watching in Australia, America, and the influence from the culture through the screens and how it's actually affecting them here in the Philippines. So let's just get into it. First of all, um, I do want to plug your church here, there's uh, several ministries that are connected because there might be people listening right now that um, have a a passion and a desire that God has put on their heart to go be a missionary or to go be plugged into a church abroad outside of from wherever they're at in the world and maybe they want to come to the Philippines. So just can you talk about the different um, ministries that you guys have plugged in here that people if they're considering coming out to the Philippines that they could be a part of?
2: I would love to. Yeah, um, we're a small church with uh, a big vision and uh, far-reaching ministries. Um, we're Calvary Chapel Tagaytay City. We're about four and a half, five years old, but uh, we we also have a um, church planting arm called Two 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 Church Multiplication Network. Uh, it comes from Second Timothy chapter two, verse two, where the Apostle Paul <coughs> says to his uh, son in the faith, Timothy. Uh, the things you have heard for me among many witnesses, these things commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, I believe God told me before I came back with my wife to the Philippines in 2016 that he would use that verse, and that's why we named our ministry to Church Multiplication Network. He would use that multiplication principle of multiplying disciples to multiply churches in the Philippines and beyond which is exactly what God has done. And uh, from our first training of just a handful of students or church planters in 2018, so it took us about two years you know, for the groundwork, uh, we have trained over 5,000 leaders, church leaders, church planters. And as a result of that, we have uh, helped plant over 200 churches. And uh, so God has also multiplied that one training center that, that we have in Talisay, Batangas, to over 40 locations in the Philippines and even one in Bangladesh. So that's our church planting arm. And all, also just last January, God has allowed us to start the very first Calvary Bible Institute in the Philippines. Amazing. And, that, and there's uh, like 10 uh, worldwide, right Right now? Uh, more than 10. Oh, is there more? Yeah, there's more than 10. Oh, wow. Uh, all started at the Calvary Bible Institute in uh, Joshua Street. Uh, yeah, yeah, just tree. Joshua tree, yes. tree, yeah yeah that california, and uh, so we, uh, we now are raising up uh, leaders uh, who are Christians who are called by God uh, into full time ministry you know, and our program is a very simple. We have a ten month program where every student goes through the whole uh, Bible uh, verse by verse, and also other uh, practical ministry subjects you know, like church planting. We we have our students go through all of our modules, our seven modules of church planting that we use in our church planting ministry uh, in partnership with uh, Dynamic Church Planting International. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, uh, our our vision for our school is that all our students, after they graduate, would be ready to go. Yeah. They're, they're ready to go, whether God's calling yeah. them as a pastor, church planter, yep. missionary, yep. church worker, whatever it may be, uh, they're ready. Uh, and, of course, you know, uh, being a, a Christian education is a lifetime education anyway.
1: And, so, and, and with that said, um, you know, there's many verses in the Bible. Like I'm looking at Luke 13:22. It says, Jesus went through the towns and the villages teaching as he went and, he, and as he was pressing to Jerusalem. And then he also gave the disciples the great commission, you know, go preach the gospel, um, uh, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey my commandments. And that's basically the discipleship program, is they come in, you teach, you learn, but then you go. Once you learn, that should lead you to wanting to go. And that's the whole call that God has on our life as Christians, is to learn the word, mm-hmm. To develop a relationship, and then you realize how desperately the world needs God. And we, as we look in, as we look around the globe right now, um, there is uh, the true pandemic that's going on is the pandemic of mental health, right? And and it's never uh, been around ever before. When you were growing up, when I was growing up. You've seen it, but you're, you're still a little bit older. I mean, this wasn't around when you were like a, when you were 12 or 13, it started growing because of the screen time. And we're seeing Mm. high levels of, of, of suicide, which is, you know, I don't, I don't understand it. You know, I, I didn't come from that that background and then the, the depression and the, you know, when I was growing up, I'd get depressed by a situation when I got divorced, you know, when I was 21 years old, I felt depressed or too many drugs at night. The next day I'd be feeling depressed, but this is like an ongoing, like spiritual warfare of, of depression. And then there's like a medical side where your, your levels are off and you need medication, you know, by a doctor. And I have friends that battle with that too. So there's, but the the majority of this depression that we're seeing suicide and addiction to screen time, to stuff that they're watching like pornography and the darkness that people are watching through the screen time. It's opening gateways for the enemy just to have their way. And I think one of your students I was talking to about, it was about um, one of your uh, CBI students was we're talking about weak Christians, you know, Christians that aren't reading the Bible, Christians that are not discipled. They don't know the word of God and they're getting their butts kicked by Satan Mm. all day long because they're weak. They're starving their spirit, their spirit man within them. The spirit man eats off of the word of God, right? Which is the Bible. So this is why it's important for us to get discipled to know the word of God. And as you develop a relationship no matter who you are and what you do in life, you should want to reach people. Even if you're an attorney, you're going to have conversations in the parking lot with someone at lunch or at dinner or whatever, or in your business office. Like our mission is the great commission. But if you have a passion where you're like, okay, God is actually calling me like we see with, with Tony out here to church plant, to to fund a church plant to be a part of serving at a church plant. You know, he was saying that you don't have to be a pastor to do a church plant. Um, you have to just have a heart to go and pioneer and and build a team to actually come together to do it. So you could come here, you could learn, you could get that call. And Philippines is a perfect place. In a, in a, in a previous show, uh, we were talking about this is a perfect place that the harvest is ripe and mm-hmm. you will see fruit, 100%. You know, out and I was talking to a pastor this morning, uh, or Calvary Chapel, Boise, uh, Tucker, uh, and he was saying that they have uh, church plants out in Europe. And it's just, dude, it's just really, really hard, hard, hard ground, you mm-hmm. know, versus here in the Philippines. Um, they, we're going to get into, uh, let, let's just get into it now. Um, the Philippines, they have gone through some pretty crazy things over the last couple of years, right? From like nine, 2018-ish?
2: Yes, uh, I think that um, uh, compared to most countries, uh, we were really hit hard. With the pandemic, because our, our government, uh, I believe, uh, was uh, a lot more strict compared to other countries. I mean, uh, we couldn't even leave our, our door, uh, you know, for about 10 days. Uh, yeah. And and for some time, we couldn't cross, you know, just the next village. Um, so it was very, very hard during the pandemic.
1: Now, during that time, we know, we know that uh, when during the pandemic, a lot of these kids, they were separated from their friends. People were separated from their family. And then they and then, when they could react, go back into interaction with them, everyone was really distant and then um even like now you got the mask where people were wearing the mask, and it's like it's like it it caused like all this like insecurity hmm. uh with the kids and it and it disconnected them even more. We know that this phone's already technology has disconnected kids they're like this, hmm. and then the pandemic even connect, disconnected them even more absolutely um, and now here with the Philippines. I read in the news you know, a couple of weeks ago before I came here is that um, the depression and suicide has, has, has doubled yeah. from previously. Yes. And then even in your area, wasn't there like a, like a, a volcano that, that erupted here too that, that affected?
2: Yes, in, uh, 20, uh, in 2019. Yes.
1: Right before the pandemic. Right, so, about
2: a month or less before the pandemic. So you had this, right here in our area. Yeah, that's just what I'm saying. like about uh, maybe uh, four miles away from our area.
1: So this place pandemic. where we're at right here, Teleguy yeah.
2: we were we were the uh, you know ground zero.
1: Right, it, he got hit heavily. So we prayed for God to open the doors for us to come here, and let's just talk a little bit about. And Jerus, you could jump in whenever you want as well. But let's just talk about what you have. Well, let's continue with you first, Tony. What have you seen as we've been going into the public school system because you haven't had access to the schools? No. Right? And most honestly, most people don't have access to public schools. Right. But the mayor gave you permission for us to get in there. Yes. What did you as a pastor coming into the schools, what did you see just overall through the students when you looked at? Well, it? I think
2: one uh, you know, uh, one scenario would describe it best. You know, and, and you're right, you know, uh, up until uh, the whosoever's you know, we got yeah. connected you know, I, I didn't have any uh, connection with schools. I didn't have any ministries with yeah. schools. But since we connected, you know, we started praying. Yep. And, uh, and since our church here, where we're at now, is in Tagaytay City, uh, we thought we would first hit the schools here, mm-hmm. but they weren't open, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have another ministry in Talisay Batangas, which is about uh, 30 minutes away and a lot closer to the lake, to the volcano. Mm-hmm. And I know the mayor is a friend of mine. And so I approached him and, you know, right away he gave me the go signal. And uh, I had a meeting with his administrator and I brought my team with us. And the administrator said, you know, uh, we are this is just perfect timing because uh, this, you know, mental health crisis is is so, uh, you know, real happening. uh, And this is what we need. And 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 as I talked to uh, like teachers and others, Uh, This is the same thing that they're saying, Mm -hmm. you know, that this is uh, a problem with the students, especially depression, you know, thoughts of suicide, addiction, especially connected with with the cell phones. You know, Mm -hmm. addiction is not just, you know, uh, drugs or they they are addicted to pornography. They're addicted to uh, just spending like 10 hours, you know, just Mm -hmm. on the they're addicted to the phone. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, you also said that uh, what. Um, one school that we walked into, you said that it seemed like 20, it, looking around, it seemed like 20% of the kids they were actually uh, gay.
2: That's my observation. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've heard, uh, you know, like, I don't, I, I'm going to have to double check that the Philippines is considered yeah. like, the gay capital of the world. Yeah. And, and, and just, you cannot turn on a TV station mm-hmm. without seeing this. Yeah, so it's, and it's just being there. just blasted uh-huh. to the faces of everybody. How
1: many years has this been like this?
2: Well, just to give you an example, when I was in uh, grade school and high school, yeah. I, I went to an exclusive boys' school, mm-hmm. which were running in the thousands. Okay. And I can only think of... I can remember, like, two right. who, who were gay, right. and they were an all-boys' school. Yeah. And now I, I go into it anywhere, I, and, you know, I can't open my eyes and not see, yeah. it's you know, yeah. like, you know, we love them. but Of course, but, yeah, yeah. But, like, in the schools that we, we go in, you know, I, I just... Kind of estimate about twenty percent,
1: and and what's interesting is obviously um, you know we've we've uh, worked with a lot of different you know the LGBTQ. Um, I've done a lot of stuff stuff in Hollywood as well. I have uh, some gay friends as well that I grew up with, and and even current friends that that we minister to. God, you know, God loves uh, sin is sin I was just across the board. <laughs> you could be a church guy right now, and you know watching pornography, and you could be watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could uh, be a guy watching two girls, and you're agreeing with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you really like look into it, um, it's, it's a thing that goes across the board that actually affects people within the church and without the church. We agree with it whether you, you could be agreeing with it when you don't even know you do agree with it. So with that said, though, God loves them. But what I have saw is when you start seeing 20%, like a big number – that's like the programming of what's going on in the world. We have this whole drag movement. We have this whole uh, transgender movement. We have this whole LGBTQ movement, global agenda that's, that's pushing this stuff. So now you're really seeing the effects uh, on these kids. What, when you were, when you were uh, meeting with some of these kids there and talking to these kids, like, um, how, what did what, 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 you think about um, how they were reacting to, to the message and everything that was going on?
0: We've talked about it before. It really is crazy how no matter where you go in the world, because we have the tech world that we live in, we do see the same issues. And this is kind of the flag of the whosoever. is like, hey, we are seeing that this is the same issue everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the increase in the mental health crisis and the increase in the LGBTQ lifestyle, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. But simultaneously, just for like, just like it has been for the last 2,000 years, the gospel also works exactly the same everywhere. So when you go in and you give, which we are giving, the explicit gospel, the cross, Jesus Christ, his blood that washes our sins, and we're we're hitting the mental health crisis, we're saying the things that they're struggling with, and we're promising them that God has a plan for their life, that God loves them, and that he can wash... Their sins away, no matter what they are, and give them peace, love, and joy. they are responding the exact same way, and it 's so important to do that I mean it's so important to to continue to spread the gospel and to support movements and people like the Whosoever's and others that are going, you know like what Pastor Tony is doing, anything that that we can do to either be a part of it or support those that are specifically called to go and continue to spread the gospel out because Dude, the phones and the tech world is spreading it way quicker and way better yeah. than us. We went yesterday. Yeah. We did about 10 schools so far yeah. on this trip. Yeah. We went yesterday literally like Moana. Like we went down to the bottom from the mountaintop where we're at. We to went down ocean. to the bottom to the ocean. <laughs> we got on this Moana boat, went across, <laughs> got on these sketchy, like trike um, motorcycle things, rode deep into this random village city area and did two schools there. And I noticed more of the LGBTQ community prevalent in those schools than even, than even in the ones that we were around here, especially the one uh, that we literally, it was like a construction site that we went inside of. Basically it was just like, like a plain open cement block I couldn't do anything except Ollie over kids, like skateboarding-wise. I literally couldn't do anything, and it was just a dusty block, and all the kids went in there, and it was hot, and everyone's sweating, and I'm skating, and we gave the gospel and stuff, but at that specific school, in the middle of this little town, in, true, in an yeah. island off the side of the main Philippines area, there was the same issues, the same problems, and even an increase compared to, to inside the In area.
1: literally this little village. Yes. Little village. Um, and then, even like when we were uh, going out there and giving the gospel to these to these kids, they were they were listening,
2: yes. they were
1: listening, and we were hitting on the depression, the anxiety and, and as we did say you know there 's a, pande- a, a a pandemic of of suicide and
2: depression, it all got uh, very quiet and, and if I may, uh, the second school we went to it was mm. about a thousand students. Mm. I estimate about more than half of them came forward to receive Jesus. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Did wow. you notice that?
1: No. When you're in there in the front speaking, yeah. you don't see anything. You don't yeah, realize the how many people. Majority
2: to... of them came forward. Wow. Yeah. Came forward. See, and and by mushrooms. the way, I spoke to the principal. Oh, yeah. Uh, and led her to the Lord personally. Really? What?
0: Dude, that's amazing. No At that school? Yeah. The one that we yeah. gave the glasses to. Yes. Yeah. no way your glasses see? for her son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's oh my goodness. See the harvest crazy. is or their
1: people are they're open. And you know what, what I was saying is like, this is why when you when you see how Jesus like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to read this other verse again. It says in Matthew 9 35 37 it says Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages in the area mm-hmm. towns and villages teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. So he was in the churches as well and he healed every kind of disease, illness and he saw the crowds and he had compassion on them because they were confused, confused about life, themselves, what's going on and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great but the workers are few. Mm. This is why, this is the model is like if like you were saying, these kids are getting indoctrinated with screen time. I mean, who knows what they're watching for eight to 11 hours a day. And if we could just get in front of them for 30 minutes into the public school where they're at, because we can, instead of going from house to house, you get them all where they're at and you're giving them the gospel. And mm. this is what Jesus Amen. did. It, it didn't. I mean, he was going through there and it, I mean, he wasn't. We know that the disciples went out and started planning churches as well. But also, the other side of the Great Commission is he was just going through the
2: towns and just telling people about the good news. That's right. You have to do both. Can I share something? Absolutely. My observation yesterday, which broke my heart, really, because after all these, like, you know, more than 500 people came forward to receive Jesus, and you were speaking, I was translating, Mm -hmm. and you were saying, you know, uh, and I understand you're encouraging them to go to church, but I have to be honest with you, I didn't tell them that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I told them to read the Bible mm-hmm. because there's no church in that village, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is a, well, there's a reason why I picked that village. There's mm-hmm. no church there, and we're praying that we would be able to plant mm-hmm. the church there. Mm-hmm. And so here in the Philippines, we have about forty two thousand villages just like that uh, in, in the entire country, and, and about half of those villages do not have a Christian church.
1: You know what's interesting? Now that we just read this verse, yeah. there was there was probably you know Jesus is going through there. And he's talking to these people. And some of these places probably didn't have these villages, didn't have churches either. So he's going through there doing the same thing. And it's awesome because when you said, when you were talking, telling them, you know, to to read the Bible, throughout the whole tour, I've been telling them, hey, read the Bible. It's God's words. Hmm. It's his voice. So when you read it, you could hear what he says to you. And this is how we communicate, you know. And that's that's what God does is, you know, you hear about these guys that – from the Gideons you know the Gideons international they 've also come on our tours and they 've been giving Bibles out but it 's funny because i 'll speak at their conventions and you 'll hear a story of like someone gave some guy in a village you know in in, in, in Philippines or Indonesia somewhere a little testament bible and it's it 's uh, the paper in it they use it for they could use it for rolling cigarettes, so he was ripping it out and, and using it for to roll his cigarettes for like a year and then the next time they came through. The the um the next time they came through, the guy asked, "Hey, can I get one of those another Bibles? I use it for rolling my cigarettes." Well, it turns out the guy ends up like talking to him again and end up leading him to the Lord, and he ended up getting saved and then finally reading the Bible. But God used it first for rolling cigarettes and then coming back around. He asked again, but the next time he was ready and he found the Lord. And he mm-hmm. and and all he had there was no church. He just had that Bible, mm-hmm. and he just read the Bible, and then that that ended up uh, that's
2: yeah, where the relationship
1: started. Yeah. So it's just a lot of of, of cool stories. Um, uh, some of the things online that we read with the, the students that uh, hit us up on the DM. Some of the stories were, um, "Thank you for reminding us um, that that God is real and that He loves us." Yeah. Um, you know, and then and then another story came in, and one of the persons, one of the the girls or guys, said that uh, they they haven't been to church for a couple couple years and that's probably because COVID hit and everything Mm -hmm. got shut down and just like what we've seen in the American church or actually even the global churches when um, COVID hit there was a lot of people that were going to church and they were just in the routine of going to church and some of them they were going because it was just kind of like okay I'll go because this is what I've been doing but they didn't really they didn't really have that relationship with God so the first time they had an excuse not to go to church that disconnected them and we saw like, many people fall out of church. Even people that I know. Dude, I've seen, like, a lot of my friends even, like, or people that I know, backslide. Yeah. And they had that opportunity. They got disconnected from church, and then they just, that was it. And we're seeing the same thing here even happening in the Philippines. These kids are going, I haven't been to church in a couple of years since, you know, since COVID. And now it reminded me that I need to get back into church where they are Church, You could mm-hmm. probably
0: give some perspective on this, Pastor Tony, because I talked to more than one, especially one at one school that we did, but have heard the there's not much Bible-teaching churches, and if there are churches, there are Catholic churches, yes. a lot of them. Yeah. And of the students, it's like they don't have a church mentality, and if they do, it's a Catholic church mentality. Right. So I went to or I had a conversation with one of the kids that – was talking to me like he was inspired to kind of follow God and talking about the same things. He was like, yeah, I've been very depressed, you know. Something happened with his family. His family's been broken, and he's been really down. And, um, yeah, just talking about being completely broken and how the day was special and God spoke to him and all this stuff. And then as I was trying to talk to him, he had pretty good English. He was trying to talk about getting involved in church and, like, what he was going to do, but he was talking about his Catholic church. And he said, oh, yeah, I go to the church, or I, I could go to this, whatever but I could tell the way he was talking to me, he didn't understand about the relationship aspect. Right. And so I was, I was giving him insight and not trying to smash the Catholic Church too hard, but, but clearly talking to him about the importance of the Bible and the Word. And like you were saying, repeating what you said, reading the Word for himself, talking to Jesus himself, having a relationship and trying to give that insight, because that's very common here to have not much of a church background. But if there is, it's very heavily in the Catholic
2: background, right. isn't it? Exactly. Just another example, the first school we went to yesterday morning, uh, and that was the most uh, receptive, most hospitable school. Mm -hmm. You know, they even uh, prepared snacks for us, you know, the noodles and all that. Oh, those are amazing, those rice uh, noodles. And and the teachers, uh, several of them are born again, but uh, they go to churches from different uh, villages. In that village, there was... Also, there's no church as well. Wow. And so, uh, but, mm. uh, it, you know, uh, but the, 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 the students are right. And, and the, stu- the, the teachers, there's a lot of them who know the Lord. So yeah. they're encouraging the students mm. all the time. Mm. And that's why uh, I also notice in that school, and, and I'm sure it has something to do with, with the teachers, always encouraging the students. Um, I, there's probably less than 5% gays in that student body. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a small school, but yeah. so I noticed a big difference because yeah. I, I always observe
0: the yeah, students. It's almost like that school has, has become kind of the church yeah. of that area, which we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know. like We gave the gospel and then yeah. after we gave the gospel and did the whole yeah. thing, yeah. they came up and said, yeah, we're, we're all about this. Jesus is yeah. the only way to, to, clean you guys, they, they
1: to cleanse also, you guys. They were also <clears> saying that there's a voluntary Bible study
2: yeah right, right?
1: And, the, and voluntary yeah. and the and all the kids go yeah the whole school. one of
2: the teachers i guess or, or yeah. a couple of them lead bible yeah. studies
1: see that's amazing
0: yeah. amazing and it shows this. it shows the power of god it Amen. shows the power yeah. of the gospel that's yeah. right and it makes me think too of elijah when um he had the crazy experience against the prophets of baal and then right after the high moment he had a yeah. low moment and yeah. and then he thought he was alone and god was like man I got 7,000 strong that you Mm -hmm. don't know anything about. And it makes me think of that, man. Like, we rolled in, and we had no idea that God had already done the work beforehand in these teachers that are fully devoted to a relationship with Jesus and in the power of the gospel, too. Like, being at this, especially yesterday in the the island, in those small villages, but in all these schools— you see the same issues, you see kids talking, you see the effects of the mental health crisis, and you see hearing the same stories. And every single time, it's like the same doubt hey, kind yeah. of creeps into your mind.
2: Can I something I'm very excited about? Yeah. Right. You know, the, uh, I really am so blessed for whosoever is coming here. Uh, it just opened my eyes to a lot of things. Okay. And one of those things is uh, actually is in the Bible where Jesus, uh, you know, spoke to the multitudes. Mm-hmm. But he also picked, you know, a handful Mm -hmm. to follow him. And so that was his pattern. That was his model. And, and this is what we did this past week. You know, we, we spoke to the multitude. Mm-hmm. We cast a big net. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and now we're going to try to you know, hook them you know, and, mm-hmm. and pick disciples. And, and mm-hmm. we, are not, we can't win all of them. Yeah. And so um, God is impressed in my heart. We need to be doing this on a regular basis. And yeah. we talked about yeah. maybe having a whosoever's yep. Philippines. Absolutely. And I'm so excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd like to see our church... You know, being, become the whosoever's you know ambassador, and yeah. that we will be you know blessing the body of Christ, going all over the Philippines, mm-hmm. you know, with, with teams, yeah, uh, and, and just uh, you know uh, reaching many multitudes and connecting with churches uh, in those areas because we can't do it all, and and just uh, you know discipling those people.
1: Yes, no, it's one hundred percent. I just got this thought that I want to take to the next half because we're going to be coming to um, the. Uh, the, the right. halftime here in a, in a couple of minutes, but I do want to expand on this and the importance of it. Cause I like what you said is the G cause it's all about the Jesus model, right? We're biblical. We, we read the Bible and you could get stuck in a rut where you're like, you just church, 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 church. And you get stuck in this rut, but that wasn't the model of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was going from town to town, village to village. And I like how you said he was with the multitudes. Yes. He was speaking to the multitudes. It didn't say that. All 5,000 men plus the women and children became disciples. Mm -hmm. He was speaking to the multitude several times. But then he was also in the temple breaking open the word of God. And then he would go from town to town, village to village. And, you know, if you're in a village, they probably didn't have a church. Mm -hmm. And he was there talking about the good news and laying hands on the sick, casting out demons, preaching the gospel. So, like, it was all these, the Great Commission, it's, there's so many different um, pathways that I want to talk about actually when we come back about these different pathways, because you church plant, and you, you, you're, you're a pastor of a church, you do evangelism, and now you've opened your, we've opened your eyes to the, the, to the multitudes. So let's, let's come back after the break and kind of unpack that more, what we've seen in the Bible to what we see now and how that all uh, plays out. All right, go to Ryan Reese Official on my YouTube channel. Click to subscribe. You get all the past radio shows for many many years I don't know six to seven uh, years I'm getting old I can't remember uh, go to um, you, I got a book out called Kill the Noise it's a discipleship faith builder book that will get you excited about God your relationship with him and how he wants to use you in your life um, you can also go to whosoevers.com and book us for a tour we'll be back in two minutes right after the break love you guys more of The Ryan Reese Show. Coming up, post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. The Ryan Reese show. All right, we are back um, here in the Philippines, still here in the Philippines, living the dream. And boy, the food is amazing. <laughs> and the people are amazing. I just love the Filipino culture now that I've been here. If you guys tune in at the first half of the show, I have uh, Tony Reyes out here uh, in studio right now. We're actually in his church. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see us all hanging out with our mobile studio. I got uh, Jaris Hodges out from Calvary Chapel, St. Pete, Florida. And school zeal and ministry. And at the first half, we were just talking about, you know, um, how the harvest is ripe. And going to the schools and seeing these kids' faces and what they're going through. And we we heard about uh, Tony uh, leading a teacher to the Lord. And um, and even just the teachers that have, some of the teachers that have uh, uh, biblical backgrounds and Christian backgrounds that they're trying to encourage the students. And the students have been uh, getting encouraged by us. Because we know we've been hitting um, the subjects of what they've been going through with depression, anxiety, because of COVID, the aftermath, and all the other things that are going on that they're seeing on their screen time. And a lot of them have said that they would be going back to church or um, uh, finding God for the first time. So it's just we've seen thousands of kids get saved, actually, on this trip. We haven't even talked about that. Yes, I mean, we're seeing uh, almost a whole school come forward, most of them, and then a half a school, uh, three quarters of a school. I mean, we're seeing masses uh, come forward and hungry for Jesus. But I want to I use this last half to really hone in on, you know, we've heard people say uh, in the past, not to us, um, maybe to us, I don't know, I didn't really catch it, but we've heard people address like, oh, you know, people that go out and do like these crusades, like, you know, the Billy Graham Association or or, uh, you know, my dad does crusades or, or Greg Laurie or, you know, with us as the whosoever's uh, I guess, he, you know, we do these like mini, <laughs> you can call them like mini crusades if you want to churchify it, uh, the church lingo. But we go out and we present the gospel and our testimonies format to the kids in schools. And we have full gymnasiums or full outdoor areas with these kids. But people may say, why are you guys going out? to these kids and you're giving the gospel if there's no church why are you doing that well jesus did jesus went out to the multitudes there was no church there where he was with the multitudes but he went out and he gave the gospel the good news because i know i think it might be in romans or you know one of those uh books of the new testament that um paul wrote but he says, "Blessed are the, the the feet are the one that goes out." Well, how will they go unless they're sent, right? So it's important to be sent to go and give the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let's let's talk about the multitudes, and then let's talk about the seeds. Sure, go for it, Tony.
2: Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you know the pattern that I see in the New Testament, Jesus did was he spoke to multitudes, but he uh, also spoke to a few. And um, I see what we're doing as as after the pattern of the Lord Jesus and I really uh, am thankful that the whosoever's came because it gave us at least our church a, a boost um, you know we've been praying about uh, planting church in uh Tingloy Island uh, where we went yesterday in Anilao which is the diving capital of the Philippines and uh, so w- when I found out the who servers are coming, so we targeted that area, those areas. Um, and now we, we want a lot, hundreds of uh, young people to the Lord in those areas. Mm-hmm. And that gives us, uh, you know, uh, more of an urgency, you know, to be able to plant a church right, in right. those areas. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but, you know, like Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth more workers in the harvest field. That's always the problem. And we're just trusting the Lord that he will raise up the church planters for those areas. But even for, uh, you know, not just our church, I think for all churches, yeah, yeah they yeah. they need to be thankful for, um, you know, groups, evangel- evangelistic groups like the Whosoever's. Because uh, it will, uh, you know, it gives them a, like, give us a boost. You yeah, know, yeah. because sometimes pastors' churches can be so focused inwardly, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and just waiting for people to come in uh, and, and just trying to... Uh, fish with a hook, uh, whereas Jesus used a net. So we need, we need to use a net uh, so that we can get more, you know, more harvest yeah. of souls into into the church and, and disciple them.
1: With that said, I was just looking up this other verse I want to share in a minute. Um, with that said, I never really thought about that, but it is true. Like, you guys are doing church, you know, you're here plant wanting to plant more churches and all that and that, all that good stuff, but... By us coming in and showing churches that don't realize how easy it is actually to reach people outside the building. Because they think it's like a lot of churches. And, and, and as you know, they think we got to get the biggest worship in. We got to get a stage. We got to get sound. We got to spend $50,000 or $100,000 to do this big firework show to reach people. And then most of the time, no one even shows up anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then they're like, there goes that money, you know. But. What the simplicity of what Jesus did is he said he went from town to town, village to village, and he went to the multitudes. Well, where are the multitudes? Where are the towns and the villages? Well, they're all around you, and the kids, they're in schools. So you actually have an active concert venue there, and a lot of these schools, they already have the sound built in. Mm-hmm. You know, we, have, we brought our sound to some because we wanted a more powerful sound system mm-hmm. for the style of music we we pushed those speakers, but we actually used some horns at the last school the village. That sounded pretty good for horns. <laughs> That's true. That was legit. <laughs> I was laughing, but it worked. I mean, shoot, that, a lot of people got saved at that one. That was a big one. Yeah. But um, my point is, here you are. You come out, and then all of a sudden, you, you as a church leader, a pastor, you see, wow, in this city, in this village, and in this town, on the surrounding villages, all these kids are coming to the Lord. That means that they're open to God. So therefore, now you're like, well, the town's op- the kids are open, the town's open. So, yes, we should definitely focus on planning a church there. And you're already introduced to them. Right. Right? You're translating. So they already see you. Yes. They know you. They know us. And now they're open. So the connection, the walls have already been broken out. The connection is there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is inspiring uh, that, that we can, you know, as the Who's come in, we're an outreach ministry. We're not we're – not, uh, we, we're, we're here to come alongside churches and help them get in front of more kids and to see the vision what's happening outside the walls because that was the whole model with Jesus was he showed up in the church to teach, but then he was also – he spent most of his ministry outside.
2: Right.
0: Outside the walls. Right. Yeah. Which so. I would also make sure we make it clearly said that most of the time that the whosoever's goes out mm. – we're working with churches. Yeah, pretty so much every time. So that's, yeah, just yeah. to be said clearly, like we, I don't, I don't know if we ever go somewhere unless, because the reason we go somewhere is because there's a church connection. You know, very often at Calvary Chapel because of our, our family connection with them, but there is a church that we connect with to go to a place like that and then um, do what we do, you know, and evangelize. And most of the time we have that ability to connect, you know, for probably, I mean, for 80% of the schools all except the, the ones yesterday, we were able to give out information, flyers about the skate park and about the two ch- churches, ch- two actually. Churches. Yep. Yeah, two churches in two different areas. And Bibles. Yep, mm-hmm. and give them the Bible. So when you're able to do that, definitely do that, and we definitely do that, but we aren't held back from going to places that don't, like yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. And to your point, like, that's that's what Jesus did. Like, that that, that, that shouldn't stop you from from throwing out the seed, which is what I have. I'll go ahead and share where Jesus um As you as you get
1: that, I yeah. do want to back you up and say we always work with local churches. Yeah. Because the goal is we don't want to go in and leave people to the Lord if there's nothing left if there's an e- existing church in place. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. So everywhere we go, we've been going with churches, but there was a time when COVID hit when all the churches, you know, were shut down and states were shut down. And we didn't stop. We continued for that year, even though people weren't doing ministry, they were all doing it on their screens. The Hoosers continued to do the, Hoos- the ministry in the streets going to the kids no matter what. Yeah. We didn't stop because we knew Jesus wasn't going to be hiding in his house or, or not doing church. You know? He continued to go on the Great Commission, so we, we didn't stop. And then even in the public schools in America, we go in through the Christian club, and yeah. the Christian clubs are connected to churches. So always, but unless there's those times when you're going to go like Jesus to a, a little village, he's going to go in and still go give the good news. And that's what we did yesterday. But there's
0: always a connection, even on the places that we go or that you can go that don't have a place directly in that exact spot. There's always a connection to get that spot some somehow connected to a place that does have it. For example, we have Pastor Tony here. Yesterday, we went to a place that doesn't have churches, but we still went there. We're still yeah. going to go and give the gospel, right. and we have him on the grounds here as a connection that when we leave yeah. as a partner, he's here and he knows, all right, I still have an opportunity to to make that connection and to kind of spread that net over there, not just with the gospel, but also the resources following up, mm-hmm. because Matthew yeah. and Mark are both the two Kind of commandments were given. One is, is the Great Commission and one is discipleship. So we go with the Great Commission and we give out the gospel and then we do what we can to focus on the discipleship. Um, we were talking about how, which I actually thought of too, a perfect example of that, by the way, is the demoniac. If you know the story of the demoniac, when Jesus rolled up with the disciples, we were, kind of, we were kind of thinking about that on the boats yesterday, like we're rolling up across, across the, the Sea of Galilee kind of vibe. And Jesus casts out the demons from this guy, and this guy basically gets saved, starts following Jesus. He leaves with the disciples, and the guy tries to leave with Jesus, and Jesus says, no, I want you to stay. Yeah. You're my connection now, and he leaves him. And that's all the story says. Mm-hmm. Then the rest is just between whatever the Lord did with that guy and spreading it. But he, went, mean, he, like he went to the Ten Towns,
1: right? He went yeah, he yeah, went back, so,
0: it says he went back to that area and told all the area what Jesus had done for him, what the Lord had done he told for him.
1: his testimony yeah, the power of the testimony yeah. in all the cities to prepare another thought That's on
0: amazing. that too is um, Stephen uh, the first the evangelist I think it was yeah, I think it was Stephen before he was martyred he had they had a crazy experience um, going on in the town he was in, but then God called him to go to the Ethiopian eunuch, that one guy on the on the desert road, mm-hmm. and because he went to the Ethiopian eunuch. Um, a lot of, a lot of Bible teachers believe that that Ethiopian eunuch could have been the introduction of the gospel to that different area of Asia right. where he, where he went and spread it. So it's like, that's how God works. You know, he throws the seeds all over the place and then some land. And when they land, they will produce fruit and they'll continue to spread that, which is, that's the whole seed thing right here is just Mark chapter four. Yeah. Where Jesus said, I'm going to throw out the seed. That's the word. Yeah. That's the gospel. Like mm-hmm. you said, how are they going to hear if they don't have Good. the word right. given to them by someone that's sent? So the feet go and you cast out the seed and he's like, Hey, some are stolen from Satan right away. They don't, they don't plant. Some don't root, some don't get deep. And the, the worries of this life take it. And then some produce and they produce 30 and 60 and a hundred times. And you know what? And it's not just out in the the street
1: in evangelism. I mean, I, I, there's one particular story of someone that I know that came to church to our church and he was going to church every week. He was reading the Bible and he gave his life to Christ. He got filled with the Holy Spirit, and he was like, "God's real. This is real." And he was a um, uh, 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 close within the church. Like he was, he, he wasn't just like some guy that just came and go. Like we knew him well, and he was fully plugged in for months, going, going after, reading through the whole Bible. Like God was doing something awesome. But then, guess what? The cares of the world just started pulling it out, and then he went back to his normal life. Mm-hmm. So. This can happen within the church. Did the, the seed parable? You could be in the church, plugged in. Like this guy was plugged into my dad's church, going every service, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Like fully plugged in, connected around people, discipling them. And then the cares of the world months later, he just walked away. So this, but in the same way, you could see that. What I'm saying is you could see that when you're fully within a, a church, fully plugged in, or you could be a guy in a village And you hear the word, and you read the Bible, and that seed could just explode into something just full-on sold out for God. So it doesn't matter if you're in the jungle in a village somewhere, or if you're in a megachurch and you're going to every single Bible study, the seeds can be taken out, or the seeds can grow. They take wherever they want, and it's all God.
2: Ryan, I was just thinking of the question you asked earlier about why some churches— um, you know, question you know the uh, mu- multitude or or mass right. evangelism. Right. Um, you know, I, I believe that the problem really uh, why people question that or don't understand it mm-hmm. is because they don't have a kingdom mentality. Right. You know, a lot of churches don't don't have a kingdom mentality. Rather, they have a, what I call a crab mentality. You yeah. know, they just. To you know, focus on the inside, mm-hmm. you know how, how they can you know build their own church. Right, you know, we, we're a small church. Uh, we're about five years old, and, and the average uh, adult attendance in our church is between thirty to forty. Right. But, uh, you know, we you we have a far-reaching ministry, as I shared earlier. Yeah. You know, um, we have an, an evangelistic uh, or church planting arm that has trained over 5,000 church planters, helped plant over 200 churches, right. and have multiplied in over 40 locations. And now mm-hmm. we started... And that that is not directly benefiting our church. Yeah. But that is benefiting yeah. the body of Christ. Kingdom. The kingdom idea. mentality. Exactly. And uh, we started a, a Bible institute, you know, and, and that... I I have to say, is benefiting our church, but not all students are from our church. So that's going to benefit other churches as well, especially when we have more students coming from other churches and they return to their churches. uh, That's going to benefit those churches. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, uh, you coming in, uh, and we're talking about uh, us becoming uh, whosoever's ambassador. Mm -hmm. That uh, will definitely benefit us some, Mm -hmm. but a lot more, maybe 95%. Other churches, right. As we go, we're not just going to keep coming and doing it in, in Tegate yeah. City or yeah. Talisa every time we yeah. you come, right? right? Or uh, or if we uh, have a whosoever's Philippines, we're well, not like, going to stay here.
1: Well, like that guy, that that student said, I need to go back to church now. So yeah. now we just benefited that church where he's going back to his church now, that
2: right. kid. Exactly. Right. So when we have a whosoever's Philippines, we're going to go all over the Philippines right. and help the body of Christ, you know, uh, win many multitudes, hundreds, thousands in one area and then move on to another area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those churches are going to be following up and discipling those who come to the Lord. That's, that's a kingdom mentality. And, and like, kingdom I'd like to mentality.
0: encourage the, kingdom. the churches. You can see the example of Pastor Tony And what he's doing here, you can see the whosoever's and what we're doing. Everyone, I always always say that every church has a fingerprint, you know. Like, we got the same, we should have the same foundations. We can focus on the same foundations, the word, the gospel, discipleship, uh, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus at the center and and the cross. But, like, after those major things that we can all agree on as a Christian church, there are fingerprints, there are differences, and everyone kind of has, kind of like we talked Uh, earlier about the body of Christ inside of one church, everyone's got their part and everyone should play their part. It's just like that with churches in general. There's so many churches that have little different fingerprint differences of, of what parts they play to the larger body and the larger kingdom. So you got, you know what I'm doing in St. Petersburg, Florida and you got the things that we're doing. I got my school of ministry there and, and the difference, the different way that we're reaching out to our community. Uh, Like we have a huge focus on our Christmas and Easter events uh, the way that we evangelize stuff, I bring some of the whosoever people in. We do a skate park outreach. We do a young adults outreach. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just like what's in front of me. That's what we're good at, what we're ready for, what we're designed and prepared for. The same exact things happening here with Pastor Tony. What he has, what he loves, what he's, the way God's designed him and his church body. They have the, uh, the CBI here. They have the church planning stuff. So the encouragement, like big encouragement is if you're a part of a church, just find out what your thing is. And when it comes to evangelizing, do the same thing. Like, how can you evangelize and how can you either be a part of, you know, support someone else that's in the church planning or evangelism, uh, but also in your own church? Like, how can you figure out what's your little niche? You know, what are you good at? Like, whosoever's we're good at throwing parties and, and evangelizing at schools, and that's what we do best. What do you do best, you know, and figure out the way that you can kind of find the, the thing that you're good at and how you can take that into your city. And God will use that to be able to evangelize and then use that for discipleship.
2: Right. Uh, if someone's listening here and saying, you know, but but I don't have those gifts, you know, I I don't know, uh, you know, other churches. I, I can't be doing what you're doing. You know, let me just encourage you. You know, um, we couldn't be doing what we're doing uh, if it were not for friends, friends who know me, my wife, who believe in us. Uh, and that's why we're able to help uh, many churches and 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 so if you're uh, thinking that way, you know you could you could partner you know with ministries like ours, whosoever's mm-hmm. uh, other uh, ministries that are you know uh, really solid bible uh, teaching. And you can be a part of that. We have a couple of churches partnering with us. And so, you know, they're part of – they're our partners. They're, they're you know, uh, as much a part of this than, than any, anyone, including mm-hmm. me. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you
1: – Yeah, it's a different – you know, just to back up what you're saying, it's a, it's a different mentality when you're out on the Great Commission doing it because it's so easy to get comfortable within a church in, you know, for particular, like, in the United States. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – they're just all focused on the church, the church, the church. Yeah. But when you're out here – and you see how there's a lack of, like you know, where we live, there's churches all over the place, yeah, and they're really no nice lack. churches. Yeah. You just basically people are like, do I like the pastor? Do I like the worship? Do I like the lights? Like you know, like this is like, this is like the problems that you have in the in the churches that people are more concerned about these things, where versus out here, the whole mentality is more like kingdom minded, like how are we going to reach more people? Not like, well, I don't know about the lights or. You know, the worship. The church that we went to the other
0: day was in this very (laughs) poor village, and it was some of the most beautiful worship that I've experienced ever. Mm -hmm. They were just genuinely worshiping God. Yeah, they weren't complaining about little, like, intricate differences that they like.
1: So, like Tony was saying, you know, if God's calling you to partner or even get involved, come, get involved, get discipled, and then start doing ministry. Like I said, I mean— he's here, he's doing it. And you know, there's other churches out there that are obviously doing it too, you know, but I would encourage you kingdom minded. And I like that theme for this whole show is be kingdom minded, get out and get busy and get involved because you don't, you know, the call of God, there's so many people that, you know, and I, I'll just put it on myself too. If you get focused on you, me, oh, am I happy? Am I doing this? And me, 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 me. That's when you're miserable. But when you're actually you change your mindset and get your mind off you and you go, God, what do you want to do like what do you want to do with my life? How can you use my life? And when he's using your life, when he's using it, it's actually to bless other people and to encourage other people and to, you know, you're 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 doing stuff for other people and that's actually when the joy comes into your life. Mm-hmm. That's when you feel fulfilled. It's not if you can go buy your Ferrari if you're in Ferraris or You know, your BMW and you go buy your big house and you can have your hot girl and you can, you know, make a bunch of money at your job and all this stuff. And guess what? I mean, that's if you're into that stuff. I'm not really into that stuff. But if you're into that, if you want to have all this, all this stuff, um, you're going to feel you're going to realize that you're just empty. Yeah. Because you're gonna need the new model when the new your new Ferrari comes out, you know you're gonna to need to get new rims. You're gonna get the sound system, you know. You're you're gonna have to get the latest clothes because your clothes are gonna be out of style. And you're always trying to keep up. So me 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 feels good, and you're never gonna feel good. But the true way to live is seeing what God wants to do. And I'm not saying that you know if God's blessing your job and you want to buy these things, you know if that if God blesses like that. So be it. But you're never going to be truly happy until you have a true relationship with God and you're living the life that he has placed you, you know, where he wants to place you. And that might be an attorney. You know, you could be a doctor. You could be a, a, a gnarly businessman. You could be a missionary, whatever it is. But if you're young and you're 18, you know, to 20 something or into your 30s or and you're trying to figure out what it is you can go to one of these schools of ministry. Like this guy over here, Jarvis has the school of ministry out in Florida. If you want to go to the Philippines and you're feeling abroad, which a lot of missionaries are called, Mm -hmm. come out here to to Tony's discipleship. And spend that year. You're going to go through the Bible. You're going to learn it. You're going to have hands-on practical ministry. And you're going to be doing it. You're not going to only be here in the operation of the church, but you're going to be doing stuff outside. And then you can see where God has called you. And you might leave here, and you might just be know the Word of God and be like, God's calling me to be a doctor yeah. or an attorney. And that's amazing because you're going to still need to the, know the Word of God and the biblical truths and how to serve God in business because you're going to learn how to operate and do stuff for the Lord, and you're going to take that. And we have two minutes left.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think it would be good for Pastor Tony to end with just your your first thought on the experience you've had. I'm thinking about all this and your recent message you've been talking about When you're sharing a church and you talked about there's a difference between desire and discipline. So you have the desire. You might hear this and be like, all right, I'm ready to go. But you got to have the discipline to get it done. And you're an example of one that's had the discipline to get it done. So what encouragement would you have for someone that hears this young or a pastor or something? And it's like the encouragement to actually have that discipline and get it done and have that
2: faith.
1: One minute left.
2: Yeah, my encouragement to those of you who may be watching, um, you know, as we talk about the theme of kingdom mentality is to just, you know, do keep busy, as, as Ryan said, you know, spread the word. If you're a pastor, you know, encourage your people to go on mission trips. We welcome mission trips all the time. And we love, uh, you know, having missionaries uh, short-term, long-term, even individuals. If you're an individual, you know, just go. If your church uh, has no mission uh, uh, trips, just go. Uh, just connect with me. And uh, I love what, what servers, uh, what they're doing because, you know, they're, they're just, you know, being obedient. Uh, I'm sure that before they came over here, they didn't think about having an ambassador, whosoever's no. in the Philippines. But now that you know, uh, this is what seems to be the Holy Spirit's leading. They're very open to it, and so we're we're praying about it and we're working towards it. So th- the key is just being open to the to the Spirit's leading. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, spread. Uh, you know, share this. Uh, the, you know, this show as much as possible. Pray about you know missions. And uh, support, you know, pray for missionaries, support missions. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just be connected to those who are doing it in the field. If you can go yourself, uh, you know, support financially. And there's so much every Christian because we're living in the not in the last days, but the last few seconds. Yeah. And if you just look around, you know, if you just listen to any news, uh, doesn't have to be Christian news. Even the sec- the secular news are actually better. They, they describe what's going on. And it's apocalyptic. You know, we're in the last, you know, we're we're in the last few seconds. All right. I'm
1: going to jump in because we're at the end of the show. Listen, you guys, please go to the Ryan Reese official YouTube channel. Click subscribe, share, contact the whosovers. Book us to come out to your local area so we can bring the gospel to the broken. We love you guys. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.